Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Man, oh man, am I excited for this interview. You asked me what my favorite medicine to interact with each day is, I would say music with no hesitation. For me, music truly does act as the carrier wave for emotion. What I mean by that is that it allows me to move through feelings without needing to attach a quote unquote story to them. In short, it keeps me in my body and out of my head. Today's guest on the show is a man whose specialty is music. He is a master of his craft in which he takes people through music and allows them to make connections in their lives to move through their emotions with grace and ease. Ever since I first had a session with him, the way I looked at music changed forever. He is someone who can speak to why music is so integral in our lives as human beings, how it helps us and allow us to maximize the healing benefits associated with it. And those are only a few of the reasons I am beyond excited to welcome my man Brady Brewer to the show. Brady, what's going on in your world, man? How you doing? What's happening? And what do you got to tell us today? What's happening, brother? I got lots to say. Uh, It's been a beautiful, beautiful journey from Kansas City to now Scottsdale, Arizona, six months later. Nice. That's where you're living now? Yep. Beautiful, man. Congrats. Thanks, dude. It's it's been a beautiful, it's been a really great transition. I'm excited for uh, everything that's been going on. (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome man dude you know i would love to share with listeners the fact that we actually recorded an episode a year ago right like on this same week i'm in martha's vineyard now for you guys who can't see my face and brady and i recorded the episode last year on a computer that wasn't mine and it just got lost like lost in the ether which was great that was meant to happen right and now we're here to do it once again and do it even better and so I'd love if you could bring people through who you are, what your journey is, what you do with music, just a once over, and then we can dive into those subjects at greater length. Cool. So I am a uh, coach. I'm a spiritual teacher. Uh, it's been a beautiful journey of uh, ev- everything is beautiful. I've said it's beautiful like yes. three or four times in the last. In I love that word. Even <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who's really undergone lots of change and transition and music has been something that has always been with me it's it's and it's been with all of us something i've noticed with clients is that you know we all have this relationship with music in the way that it's just played to the backgrounds of our lives and over the course of my life i've really gotten to notice the way it just has weaved me through my life as a partner and as a friend and as a voice when i didn't have one it's been a really awesome journey over the course of all of my life to just really now bring this in and in the last few years, bring it forward. Yes. I love that, man. And, you know, music is such a huge piece of my life. And, you know, we bonded over the fact that we both love festivals, right? We both love electronic music and we love a lot of different types of music, right? But especially electronic music. And for me, a lot of electronic music connects me directly to my heart, right? It's that feminine edge that I need. And as men, it's so important for us to connect to that feminine side of us, because that's where creativity comes from, connection, inspiration, intuition, all of these things. And I'm curious, you know, as you've gone through your own journey with music, I imagine just like there was for me, there was something that pulled you in with music, 
immediately, right? Like you liked as a kid, you were in bands too. And so now it's transformed and gone deeper. And so I'd love if you could speak to what music does for you personally. And then if you want to expand that onto how it's helped your clients too, I'd love to hear that process of kind of how music started with you in bands as a kid and now, you know, moving and transforming and getting into the modern day, you know, how you, how you dose your music, you know, like what is your method to your madness, if you will, with music, you know, what has it helped you uncover and what does it continue to help you uncover in both your life and your clients' lives? Something that uh, always comes to mind or it comes to mind often when I'm asked this question is, you know, where did it start? I remember being in the, in the car with my mom and like the voice of, of Delilah, on the radio. It's, it's a lot like if you've ever seen sleeping in, uh, sleeping in Seattle, you know, the, the little boy calls this radio show, which is, has this host that brings forward, you know, people's stories through music and really guides them through their lives. And, and Delilah was a bit like that. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's so fun to like tune into that energy of, of the way that's just showed up throughout life, you know, being a part of a family that moved around a lot. So I moved 11 times by the time I was 16, wow. I went lots of change and transition. Music was always there in some form or fashion. And whether I picked this up from my mom or whether I picked this up from my brother, or maybe I just picked it up from spirit and developed my own relationship with music early on, you know, music has this way of bringing us into our feelings. And amidst all of that change and all of that transition, especially as a kid, uh, it was, I could only relate with that change and with that transition to the, to the extent that I knew how, and to the extent that I was allowed to, and allowed to, uh, meaning at, you know, as children or as a child undergoing these changes and transitions, I was really a passenger. I was along for the ride fast forward from, you know, being a kid to now being an adolescent. Now I'm, you know, I'm more friends with my siblings as we're building our relationships. And, and uh, my brother, my older brother starts dropping music onto my path. Hey, Brady, check this out. Hey, Brady, check this out. Check this out. And, and sometimes he's just listening and I hear it and it's like, Ooh, I'm going to check that out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, from that point on, you know, as children and as adolescents, music is this thing that's happening outside of us. And now move into adulthood where I'm relating even, even more powerfully with my own experience, music becomes a form of expression. And it's through that expression that I get to relate to myself more powerfully in life and in what I'm experiencing in life. But it's still something that's outside of me. And so over the course of this last two years now, it's something that I have brought inside from the outside. So noticing the way that music is facilitating that self-expression, it's still something outside of me. It's doing the expressing for me. And so tuning into the resonance there and bringing that, you know, acknowledging the story that exists on the inside. Now I get to take ownership of what the music is speaking. Mm. Now I get to, and now instead of music being my voice, when I didn't have one, now I have a voice. Now I'm an, I'm an adult. I'm a grown man. I have a voice that I get to use. And so music provides just that additional clarity for the feelings that I have that I don't understand. And then I get to, you know, express more powerfully into the world from the inside. So how has my relationship with music 
uh, how have I dosed myself with music? It's really just been a, a journey of acknowledging where that resonance lays, whether it's electronic, whether it's metal, whether it's pop, R&B, hip hop, Christian, Christian music, you know, whatever the case may be. It's like, oh, oh, there's a piece of me in that song over there. I'm going to go check it out. And then I'm going to start radio and just start exploring all of these feelings that I have that I don't have language for that the music is providing and then just make it my own. Mm, that's beautiful, man. To use your term again, beautiful. You know, that's going to come up a lot in this episode, guys. Just be weird, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, something I mentioned in the intro that every time I say it back to myself, it's like more and more true is that music is the carrier wave for emotion, right? Like so often I know for myself, I've had challenges expressing my emotions, especially as a man, things that could be seen as <gasps> vulnerable, you know, like, and I've had a really big challenge expressing that, right? Because of societal patterns and things that I was brought up with. And so for me, what music allows me to do in the present day is I'm able to check in with what music is resonating with me at that time and then be able to actually go, okay, what's here right now? Because what music you're listening to, and this is something that you taught me, you know, and, and you were the first one to ever bring this into my frame of reference is like, what music you're listening to right now is a direct correlation to what's going on inside of you. That's such a big aha moment, because I can notice that like, when the music I'm resonating with is more sad in nature, I notice all of a sudden I'm trying to keep myself really busy, right? And it's like, oh, what's going on there, right? Oh, okay, I'm using work as a protector, right? I'm using anything from work to, you know, cannabis in the past, any of these things as protectors to stop me from feeling these things. You know, very similar to your journey, I've had this journey with cannabis. And that's, you know, what I do now with Connect With Cannabis is that, you know, for a long time, cannabis helped me close off my emotions, right? Because cannabis as the feminine was like, don't worry, I'll console you, I'll help you, right? But really, as we know, similar to our moms, right, like helping us feel better, sometimes we need the hard hit, right? We need to actually feel what's going on in there. You know, the importance of expressing emotion and tuning into that emotion is, is just that. It's so important because if not, think about if you told your body you were done with peeing, you weren't going to pee anymore, right? Like how fast would that plan go awry? How fast would that plan turn into an ordeal, right? And so it's like, it's the same with our emotions, right? And so we judge our emotions or rather I'll make it more personal. I have judged my emotions so much throughout my life that happiness is good. Sadness is bad, blah, 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 blah. And then that directly correlates to how well I'm able to articulate that. But the great thing about music is that you can hear a song and it just unlocks that emotion, right? So there's no story there. There's no ego getting in the way, trying to protect you. It's just direct understanding of what's going on inside of you. And, you know, something that I would love to hop into with you is really the idea of how music is able to move you through the stages of your life. We're both coaches, right? And so we understand the value of having a coach. But for a lot of people out there, they might not have the financial means to do that. They might be, quote unquote, too busy to have a coach, anything, right? And so I'd love if, you know, you could speak to some ways that someone at home right now might be able to take what we're saying and actually apply it in a very small dose so that, you know, say, for instance, if someone's not able to work with you yet, but they want to know like, yeah, this sounds really cool. And I want a small dose of this. What's something you could suggest for someone at home to try out to get a flavor of what we're chatting about here? Mm. step one is allowing yourself to become curious mm. so like something that something that came up for me while you were sharing that is you know growing up dependent upon who our mom is and dependent upon who our dad is 
we either have access to our emotions, we are given access to our, emo- our emotions, or we're not. And, you know, I was somebody who I really stuffed my emotions for a long time. And so it's, it, it was through the action of stuffing my emotions that I, I was not allowing myself to be curious about what I was feeling. Hmm. And so step just the most, the, the simplest start that you can make for yourself is to just allow yourself to become curious about this is the song that I really like right now, or this is the music that I really like right now. Why do I really like it? Because mm. this is one of the this is one of the things I hear most often is I thought I just liked that song. <laughs> I, I just like yeah. that song. Yeah. Well, you you just like that song because it's it's speaking to something that is within you. And so when you give yourself permission to become curious about what it is that is within you that the song is speaking to, and then bringing that in into the world, whether it's through a journal, through a conversation, uh, really those are, would be the, the biggest two. Mm. Uh, you get to start connecting those dots. Mm, yeah. And uh, once again, that's beautiful. You know, I'm going to see how many times you <laughs> beautiful, you know, <laughs> Let's go. It's like run a lap every time you hear beautiful in our episode, you know, you'll, you'll run 20 laps by the end of this. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. uh, something that came up for me as you were chatting, and this is something I'm ultra curious on, and I'd love to get your input on is, you know, when I was a kid, I had judgment around music. And what I mean by that is I was a metal kid, you know, so like, I didn't listen to rap. Like that was like my arch enemy when I was a kid, right? Hip hop, rap, arch enemy. <laughs> and You know, I'm curious. I imagine that many people judge music in the way that I was, and I'm not exactly sure how I got out of that. I just know it changed. Electronic music was actually what broke me out of it. I remember when I was uh, 19, I went to my first club, Club Therapy in Rhode Island. And uh, for anyone who knows, you know, and, uh, you know, it was it was it was a typical like, I mean, you know, pacifiers and like the whole nine yards, right? Like candy kids. And there was something about it that I loved. And I caught myself after having a real big identity crisis because I would get in my car and I had subwoofers and everything. And I was like listening to like Amona Marth, Amorphous, uh, In Flames, Pantera, stuff like that on the regular, right? And all of a sudden I find myself, yeah, right, you know. And so I find myself wanting to throw on Skrillex and wanting to throw on all these electronic music artists, right? And I, I remember like feeling guilty about it, like almost like how there's certain things like, I'll just give you the example. So basically I'd be driving to school and I would go through my iPod touch back before Spotify was a thing. And I would scroll by Pantera and I would be like, Oh, I should be listening to that, but I'm going to scroll right past the S and put Skrillex on. Right. And after a while, of course I moved through that and it became not such a big deal, but what do you think's going on there when people judge music? Like, is that something you've heard about before? I'm curious what you have to say on that. Mm, Yeah, man. Like, you know, much like being a kid who either was allowed to, to feel this way or not allowed to feel this way. You know, once we get into the world as as adolescents and teenagers, now, you know, now we are exposed to what's popular and what's not popular. And am I listening to what's popular? And if I'm mm-hmm. not, what does that mean about me? Am I popular? Am I not popular? <laughs> yes. Am I going to be liked if I'm not listening to this music? And so just tuning into, you know, as as your the, the flavor starts to change what are you making that mean about you? And that really like, man, I remember being in, in, uh, <laughs> you know, when I was 13, one of my friends got me, uh, the, the Lincoln park CD hybrid theory mm-hmm. for my birthday. And 
when that occurred, my mom actually took it away. She didn't want me listening to that music. And so, so here, here is this music that I've been listening to on the computer because my brother had it downloaded. It was like Crawling in the Dark and Paper Cut are the two songs that come to mind off that first uh, Linkin Park record. And now I've got the full album that I'm not allowed to listen to. And so if I'm not allowed to listen to it, but I'm listening to it anyways, like that's really confusing. Right. Mm-hmm. And to just illuminate that space, it's like, okay, I'm judging myself for listening to the music that I like to listen to right now. <laughs> yes. And why am I doing that? Well, mom, you know, according to mom, I'm not supposed to listen to it. According to my friends, it might not be good music. And based on all of that, well, here comes judgment. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And the funny thing is, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? So if you're yeah. judging your music, what else are you judging, right? Probably a lot of different aspects of your life. You know, I know another area that I found myself judging myself in for a little while anyway was music festivals, right? And the whole idea of music festivals, you know, and and again, going there, there's a lot of drug cultures, all these things, right? And me, myself, loving plant medicines, right? And going there and knowing there was like definitely seeing the side of music festivals that I was like aware of, right? Like people that are just in K-holes in the middle of the woods, not even interacting with music. I saw that side, right? But also realizing like, no, there's, there's really something to like interacting with cannabis or mushrooms or something like that. And then going to listen to music. You know, I know for you, we bonded, like I said, over music festivals. And so I'd love if you could share what music festivals did for you. And if you had any judgment around that when you started going, you know, because I imagine that, you know, I think I remember us talking about this, that, you know, plant medicines and things like this were not something in your life, like throughout your whole life, right? Like that came later on. So I'm curious, did you have any like, not resentment, but kind of closed offness towards music festivals when you started going? And if so, what have you discovered in music festivals having moved through that? Like, what do they do for you now as medicine? I wouldn't say that I have like a a close relationship or a deep relationship with music festivals uh, as I've only been to one music festival two years in a row. And that was 2018 and 2019. I I encountered a, a life experience that really took me into the dark night of the soul. And through experiencing that, I realized how unconscious I was being, you know, so at one point in my life, like I was, those were the choices that I was making for my life. And yes, they were, because those, those were the experiences that I needed to, to make my unconscious conscious. And so like looking back on that, I remember in like 20, I mean, gosh, I don't even know when I started listening to Joe Rogan here, here's the Joe Rogan drop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now we just need to talk about DMT and we'll be set, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but like that, that podcast was really something that gave me permission to, to ex- explore you know, the possibility of, of spirit being something different than, than God, you know, the God that I learned about in church and back to step one, becoming curious, like allowing myself to become curious. It's like, I'm listening to Joe Rogan. He's talking about, you know, cannabis, marijuana, mushrooms, you know, different substances and what happens when we participate with them. And so and ayahuasca was a big one. Like I got so curious about ayahuasca and I am still curious about ayahuasca. Mm. In any case, it's like, here's this life experience that has brought me to this place within myself. 
And there's something going on in the mind here that I don't have complete control over. And so, you know, how do we illuminate the mind? It's, it's to go into it and just open it up and illuminate it. And so I was doing that through Joe Rogan's podcast by listening to other people's conversations around their ayahuasca experiences and around their psychedelic experiences. And, you know, one of those, you know, sage pieces of wisdom is unpack the junk drawer before you open the junk drawer. So it's like the junk, the junk drawer of the mind Yes, and know what's in there. Because when you go in there, you have no choice, but to see what's in it. Mm. So I've got all this curiosity. I've got all this now knowledge around, you know, from other people's stories around like psychedelics and the impact they have. And then this life experience that brings me to awareness of, wow, I've been making choices unconsciously. And this was the result. And so what do I do now? (laughs) It was really like, it's so interesting to just reflect on all of this because in like 2000, you know, from 2007 to 2011, I was competing in bodybuilding and powerlifting, and particularly when I was bodybuilding in, in stage of preparation, you know, you mentioned Skrillex. Yes. That's, his music was what I would do cardio to for hours, <laughs> and particularly scary monsters and nice sprites. Oh, yes. So this music comes into my field. It's really upbeat, really up-tempo. It's, it's fun music to do cardio with. And, uh, and like, that's also when I noticed he's got like eight versions of the same song. Like, why does he have eight versions of the same song? Oh, there's like tons of different kinds of EDM and like ton, like many ways to experience EDM. And, uh, so that's a fun little nugget there. So, so anyways, back to this life experience that like brought me to this space, the music festival, uh, particularly was, I had enough awareness to know that when I go to the music festival, I will, for all intents and purposes, be stepping out of this world and into a new world. Mm-hmm. And in this world, I can just release everything that I think I know about myself and welcome something new and invite something new to come in. And it's and that that new, that newness is the stimulus of the festival the the stimulus from the substance the stimulus from the people the stimulus from the lights i mean it's just like it's it's a very activating environment so i go and it was something that i had i'd wanted to do for a long time and i did experience judgment of myself you know what does this mean about me to be at this music festival because i'm you know i take the picture and i take the video and i'm like I'm experiencing shame around sharing that on Instagram because this is where I, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm choosing for myself now. And there wasn't a single person around me that was also choosing that for themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And uh, so I go and I see, you know, I get to see some of my favorite musicians and some of my favorite music producers. And, you know, we, we experience music one way, and then we go to a live event and we, we get to experience it another way. And the enhancement of that experience through medicine, through substance, what that did was that gave me access to a, a more full and complete spectrum of my emotions. 
And to say that another way, it gave me access to a more full and complete spectrum of myself. Mm. And so, cause that it took me into, into places within my heart and within my mind and within my body that I had never been before with that expanded awareness of the, of a fuller and more complete spectrum of me. Now I really get to start choosing, mm. you know, yes. how, who I want to be and how I want to be and what I want to be. And I, and I get to move into deeper acceptance of what all of that means. And I get to let go of what I think that means about me, according to the way society has informed me about what this all is. And <laughs> it becomes an opportunity for me to get in alignment with myself. Mm. That's, that's really what the festival space provided for me was an opportunity to get in alignment with myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you stated it perfectly there. And what I heard was it's a pattern interrupt. Right. Like that's what festivals were for me, you know, and they continue to be, you know, I went to my first one in 2014. Uh, I went to EDC Las Vegas and uh, I mean, talk about, you know, overload. I mean, <laughs> that was the first time I ever interacted with any plant medicine other than cannabis. That shit changed my life. Right. And not because I was simply there getting high. Right. Or anything like that. Right. You know, I went into it. Luckily, you know, I was 23 by the time I first interacted with other medicine and I knew that there was a certain, like, I knew I didn't need it, right? And like, of course, for anyone listening, I imagine no one on the show would actually say that, but I knew I didn't need that necessarily, but I knew also I was curious about what it would feel like. And so I went there, I was smart about how I interacted with the medicine, you know, really like what you said, like it takes it from an up here experience, a, a mind level experience into a full somatic experience, right? You're feeling it in every fiber of your being. And that's why, like, whenever I do cannabis ceremonies with music, I tell everyone, you know, if I'm having them do a DIY at home or if I'm doing it live, I get the music as loud as humanly possible, right? Without like being uncomfortable because you want to feel it in every part of your body. You want it to be an overwhelming experience. That's how I choose to listen to music. You know, it'll be funny because there'll be times like I drove to Virginia recently and it was like, I ended up being like a 17 hour drive because we stopped and we hit traffic and whatever. And I did it in one shot. I was like, I'm not stopping. You know, Rachel was sleeping at about, you know, 9, 10 PM. We weren't going to get there until two. I was blasting Psytrance, like just going for it. Right. Because for me having that overwhelming experience, I'm not someone who does that well drinking caffeine at night or anything like that. So I used music as my drug in that, in that respect, right. Where it gave me power to get through. And I feel for so many people, that's what music does for them, even if they don't know how to articulate that, is it gives them power. You know, I'm curious, when you're working with people, what's the process you bring them through? Like, if someone's listening right now and they're like, wow, that sounds really cool. Like, I'm curious about what the process is Brady brings people through. If you could give, like, a you know, an easy explanation of, like, kind of what the process is you bring someone through by, you know, by the time they hit you up and they're like, hey, I want to call, what's the process look like? Oh, totally. You know... I spoke to, you know, I call it curiosity step one. And it's actually yeah. step three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> case, noticing where the resonance is at. Like what music am I drawn to? And then, and then expanding your awareness of that story that's going on within. So step one, like, like notice what you're drawn to. Notice the resonance. Step two, expand the awareness. Step three, allow yourself to become curious about, you know, the story that's going on or that you're in that's relating now relating to this music. And then from there, you get to like, just begin making connections. So you've got this story outside of you and you've got this story inside of you and now bridge the connection. Mm. So make the connection from the music to yourself. And 
once those connections are made and you've provided yourself some clarity around this experience that the music is illuminating, then you get to start making declarations for yourself. You get to start choosing what this means to you and taking ownership, like taking full ownership of it. Because that's another thing that like, depending upon who your parents were, depending upon who your friends were, depending upon you know what, what society tells you about yourself, you're either allowed to take ownership or you're not allowed to take ownership. And, and to say that another way, you're allowing yourself to take ownership or you're not allowing yourself to take ownership. And so what that process then does, you know, resonance, awareness, curiosity, connection, declaration, that really provides you the space and the opportunity to just step deeper into your authenticity. Mm. And so through that process to, to round this out, it's like when you come to that awareness and, and come to that knowing within yourself now, will you give your permission to be your authentic self? Mm. And so what the sessions look like is, you know, now that we've come, now that we've like found it, we've found the diamond in the rough, if you will. It's like, what do you want to do with that diamond? And so that's where a lot of the work really revolves around is, is now that you've got the diamond, now that you're holding yourself in the, in the palms of your hands, you know, what are you going to do with yourself? And yeah. so it's just providing a space for, for people then to move forward powerfully and in integrity and in authenticity with this, this, uh, with this newly expanded awareness of self. I love that. And yeah, you know, for me personally, I value self-awareness as the highest thing, because when I really look at life, I've realized at this point that it can't be about getting it perfect for me anyway, negation acknowledged. Right. So if it's not about being perfect, what is, what is the goal? Right. Like I, you know, especially as a man, like we're so into fixing things and structure and all these things. So I like to play with that sometimes. So I ask myself, okay, what's the goal? And the best theory I have at this point, the best truth that I have for my own experience of life is that the only goal we have as human beings is simply awareness because nothing can change before you have the awareness because to have the awareness, you need to separate yourself from that thing, right? And once you separate yourself, you can easily see that it's not you that's, you know, casting judgment or whatever you're experiencing a feeling that is that you're putting a story of judgment to, right? Or you're experiencing a type of music that you give yourself judgment for enjoying, right? And so what emotions are hiding in that music that are that you're judging, right? And so once you start to build this awareness, everything can build off of that. And that's why I love the work you do so much because for me, I it's you know, I was talking about this with uh with Doug Pillar uh the other day actually. And uh we were saying we both, you know, have Angelo Cisco as a coach. You know, Angelo is a very masculine type guy. And the reason I enjoy working with him and the reason I enjoy working with you as well is because what you guys do in, in different ways is you just control alt delete people, right? And what I mean by that is like, ah, I have all these stories and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, listen to this song, boom. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, I just feel sad. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, you feel sad, right? So, you know, I value the type of work you do specifically with music because for someone like me, who's up in my head, who is very easy. Like it, what Doug and I were talking about too, is it's very easy for us to know what words to say, to get around most coaches and make most people think that we're fine. No. And we can fake, fake it till we make it. And it's not something we're consciously doing. It's part of our unconscious programming. So we really need to say it again, pattern interrupts. And for me, mm -hmm. strong masculinity and or strong music, right? Those are the two things that like, I can't run from. 
And so though that's why I value what you do so much. I mean, that session that me, you and Jamie did was so powerful and, and it really unlocked so much for me. And I remember after that session, the uptick in energy I felt right. Like, and that's, I mean, energy alchemy, right? Like when you realize like, oh my God, that's the thing. And oh my God, I'm separate from it. Oh, I'm fine. Right. Like that energetic shift is the, one of the most powerful things you can go through as a human being. And so I love that, man. Like what you do is so incredible. And for anyone listening, like, please reach out to Brady. I mean, the stuff he does, especially if you're listening to this and you're like, I identify with Ryan, that I'm someone who can know what words say, and I can pull off lots of different things to make people think I'm okay. You need a control at the lead person. And Brady is that control at the lead person. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, Brady, this has been such a blast, man, you know, getting to chat with you about music, getting to chat with you about your process, getting to chat with you about music and music festivals and all the things that we both love and are so passionate about, you know, where can someone find you to begin working with you? Because I firmly believe that so many people need the work you're doing and I want to make sure they have the exact right place to find you. So what you got going on, where can people find you and uh, all that jazz? The best place to find me right now is on Instagram and my handle is, is the spiritual DJ at the spiritual DJ. And there, there are many different kinds of offerings, whether that be a two-hour session, a 10-week container, or 16 weeks one-on-one. Uh, there are many different ways to work with me. And uh, I'm super excited to deliver this and, and really you know, help people just find, those, find their inner diamonds and, and carry themselves out in the world. Hell yeah, I love that, man. And my final question to you, Brady Brewer, is this. If someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life. What would Brady Brewer suggest that change be? Well, Ryan Sprague, (laughs) that one change would be to become curious about yourself. You know, whether it's the music you're listening to or or the experiences that you're having, allow yourself to become curious about the way that you're responding to those experiences whether that's in judgment, whether that's in fear, whether that's in excitement, whatever, whatever the case is, when you become curious about what it is that you're feeling and experiencing and allow it to be what it is, you then get to give yourself the opportunity to make a choice and how you want to move forward from there. Mm, I love that, man. Yeah. And, you know, like Brady and I spoke about briefly in the episode, how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you're able to get curious about any area of your life that will inevitably begin spilling over into other areas of your life. And before you know it, you'll be very aware, right? And then you can move into the next step when you work with Brady about acceptance and being able to move through that, right? With surrender and grace and ease. And I love that, man. Guys, I'm sure you are now aware of why I love Brady's work so much. In a world where it is so common to try to quote unquote, add more things, words, explanations, and tech to our lives, Brady and the work he does do an incredible job of teaching us the beauty and freedom available and subtracting from them. The truth is, we live in a fast-paced world, and speaking for myself, learning the techniques Brady uses has allowed me to tune into music daily in a way that recharges me, fills me up, and gives me the necessary power to continue running my business without burning out. If you listened to this episode and felt called to empower yourself with the techniques Brady teaches, then please reach out to him. I speak from personal experience when I say the amount of liberation on the other side of learning how to move through emotions with music is life changing. Brady, thank you so much for coming onto the show to share your passion, wisdom, and power with us today. And until next time, journey well, be well. Much love over to you. Namaste.
What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a Z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out, and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, dot com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.